Unity of Farmington Hills, a positive path for spiritual living. Oh, I've heard a thousand stories of what they think you're like, but I've heard tender whispers of love in the dead of night and you tell me that you're pleased and that I'm never alone you're good good father it's who you are it's who you are it's who you are and I'm loved by you it's who I am it's who I am it's who I am, it's who I am.
<clears throat> Let's give them another hand, please. <clears throat> that is the perfect song for this weekend, I, just, I will say. Um, good morning, everybody. Good morning, Unity of Farmington Hills. And those of you who are watching and those of you who are visiting, um, I'm uh, excited to be here with you all today. For those of you who do not know me, which most of you and all of you in here do, I'm Reverend Kelly Kincaid, the senior minister here at this fabulous Unity of Farmington Hills. And I'm telling you, it's good to be back in person. Doing it online is not the same as feeling the energy of everybody in the sanctuary. And I still have the same issue with my mic, though. Um, today, I want to just take a few minutes to acknowledge this 20th anniversary that we are in right now with 9-11. Yesterday was the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 terrorist attack on our country. And I'd just like to take a moment to honor and acknowledge the lives that were lost, sacrificed, risked, and the lives that were changed forever. And also that the fact that America will never be the same. So I'd like to just briefly close our eyes and just take a moment in silence. And as you have your eyes closed, I just want to um, quote a few sayings from the couple of our presidents. President George W. Bush said, one of the worst days in America's history saw some of the bravest acts of Americans' history. We'll always honor the heroes of 9-11. And here at this hallowed place, we pledge that we will never forget this sacrifice. So in your heart, let that be the hallowed place that represented Ground Zero, where the, where the towers fell, and the other places where the terrorist attacks happened. And then President Obama said, even the smallest act of service, the simplest act of kindness, is a way to honor those who lost, a way to reclaim that spirit of unity that followed 9-11. <clears throat> and so I just wanted to honor what those two presidents said at the time, and also the one, the president we have now, how he's honoring and his ways of acknowledging 9-11 and the unity that we have in America. So thank you, God, for blessing us and blessing America. Amen. And now we'll share our announcements for today. <clears throat> we, have, we are having a brief fellowship gathering after service today in the backyard, if the weather permits. I don't know if it's going to storm this morning or not. I don't know why my voice is so scratchy. <clears throat> and our women's group is having a presentation today by Angela Walsh, who is a holistic health and wellness coach and therapist. She's going to be talking about pulse electric magnetic field therapy, and she's going to show us her chair that she uses, and we get to ask questions, and also set, if you want to get more information from her, and also sign up to have her do you um, with that chair. So all of you women are welcome. It is a Zoom meeting, and it is at 2 o'clock today. Tomorrow we have our Monday Zoom house party at 1 o'clock. And then on tomorrow evening, we resume our critical conversations meetings. And it will be at 7 o'clock from 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. And then it will be on the second and fourth Mondays of the month. 
and feel free to invite others to join us. I've been visiting other um, conversations, critical conversations, and it's been a joy to see how there are other churches and other organizations who are doing this kind of thing to add a ripple effect of healing between race consciousness. The next Zoom class entitled The Universe is Calling will begin this Tuesday at uh, 6.30 p.m. It will be from September 14th to November 2nd, and it will be on Tuesdays from 6.30 to 8.45 p.m. You still have time to sign up. You can just email me at seniorminister at unityfh.com, and then I will sign you up. And you still have time to purchase the book, The Universe is Calling, by Eric Butterworth. And you can purchase that on smile.amazon.com. Our Bible study class is on Wednesday at 1 p.m., and we always go into a deeper understanding of the scriptures that I use on Sunday. So it's, it's a really special, and some of the people who go to Bible study are in here, so we've all, you know, a lot of us have been touched by it. And it's a, it's a close understanding to see that we're already living the scriptures. It's kind of deep. And Wednesday meditation, uh, Wednesdays we have our meditation service at 7 p.m. on Zoom and in person. And I want to thank everybody who participated in our World Day of Prayer service last week. It was really, really nice. Those of you who showed up online and those of you who showed up in person. I thought it was pretty awesome, an awesome experience. And those of you who sang and those of you who played and then those of you who prayed and those of you who held a sacred space, thank you all for um, participating with me in such a beautiful wave of healing and prayer to the universe. We also did a meditation, which was pretty deep. The men's group is meeting next Saturday, the 18th, at 10 a.m., and it'll be in the church backyard. They're studying the book Souls, Journey of Souls by Michael Newton. Women, you are welcome to participate if you want to. And then we're having our next family trivia game night on September 25th, and that will be a Zoom. It's at 7 p.m. And Oh, the meditation will be in person and online, just to let you know. It'll be Zoom and online. And then we are having, uh, we still need volunteers for our youth ministry uh, to help Sharon Clays out. And then also for our community outreach, we're going to have a couple events coming up. We have a pet adoption coming up soon on October 9th. So we need um, volunteers to help us with that and platform assistance um, to help me <laughs> so I can stay in a sacred place while the announcements are being um, given. And then also transportation assistance. If you want to um, volunteer, you can volunteer at our website, unityfh.com, for the, um, those other areas. But if you want to be um, part of the transportation assistance, you can um, email me at seniorminister at unityfh.com. Hi, Edlina. Oh, man. She was in Tai Chi. Hey, good to see you. You did? You bought your granddaughter? Oh, man. Sicky, sicky. Children's Church is growing, y'all. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Um, for more information regarding our activities, classes, group meetings, and events, and uh, you can go to unityfh.com. And also, we have a Veterans Outreach Resource page, which took a lot of work for uh, Charmaine and Angela to put together. And we have some of our members who are part of that outreach. And it is to give resources for those who are veterans um, in our community and in the uh, Farmington Hills community as well. Well, I guess anybody. And you can go online to access that page. Also, there's a, a Next Door community page. 
people were asking, how can we give away items within our church or within our community? Well, you can go to that next door page, go to the link that's on the website, and you can sign up. And if there's anything you want to give away, or look online and see if there's anything you want to take away, <laughs> you can go to that, uh, that, that you can access that, on the link to that on our website as well. To sign up for our email blast, on our homepage, scroll down to the bottom and fill out that form. To become a member of our fabulous church or to renew your member for this year, you can fill out the, the membership form under About Us on the homepage. And then also, if you want to schedule a meeting with me or prayer with me, you can email me at seniorministerunityfh.com or call me, 248-737-9191. I'm available on Tuesdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. and Wednesdays from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Then also, if you want to put your prayer request in the prayer request box, feel free to do so, or email our prayer chaplains at prayerchaplains at unityfh.com. I think we've got the most fabulous prayer chaplains in the world, I'm just saying. <laughs> you, we could clap for I, uh, Roxanne Berry, who prayed with me today, and then Eileen, Eileen uh, Limberg as well. So thank you. Thank you for your sacred service. Eileen's holding sacred space for us. She's traveling, but she's still holding sacred space for us. Now, let's take time out as we listen to our music team, or if you want to sing along with it, you can sing Shirley to Presence to just quiet your hearts and mind for the daily word and for our opening prayer. deep breath before we hear the daily word. Just center yourselves. Today's been a busy day. The daily word for today, Sunday, September 12th, 2021, is guidance. I open my mind and heart to receive my guidance. Let me say that again, and then I ask you to affirm it with me. I open my mind and heart to receive my guidance. Together, I open my mind and heart to receive my guidance. And the message reads, sometimes I have insisted on figuring things out for myself rather than asking for anyone's help. Over the years, 
I have learned the value of asking for guidance and sharing what I've, been, what I've learned when others ask me. As we exchange ideas, we may tap into a higher wisdom that has not been apparent to either of us alone. The higher wisdom is not outside myself. It is a still, small voice, mine to call upon at any time. I am always able to ask for guidance to show me the way forward. I ask my inner guidance by opening my mind and heart in prayer. Then I watch and listen, remembering that divine guidance may come in a familiar way or perhaps in an unexpected way that will surprise and delight me. And the scripture for today comes from Isaiah 55, verse 9. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Let us take another deep breath. Gently close your eyes. And bring your focus into your heart center in the center of your chest. And take another deep, deep breath, breathing in love. And exhale gently, breathing out, I release and let go. During this powerful moment and this weekend of remembrance, let us just sit in a space of love and peace, honoring and remembering oneness, honoring and remembering God's love. Honoring and remembering that God really is our good, good Father and is always behind the scenes manifesting our highest and greatest good. Even in the midst of a seeming tragedy. Breathe in love again deeply. And exhale, I release and let go. And as we just sit in this peace for a little bit, let your heart be strengthened and encouraged and enlivened by the presence of God's love. God, we thank you for your divine gift of love that loves no matter what, heals no matter what, and is the source we can tap into and tune into no matter what and in any time. Thank you so much, God. Amen. Now you can open your eyes. Now let us acknowledge and affirm our statement of being together. 
God is all, both invisible and visible. One presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. And let's affirm our growth, our UFH growth affirmation together as well. It's working, y'all. <laughs> together, we give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls, sanctuary, and classrooms with seekers of unity truth fills our hearts with love and joy, and provides us with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world. And now we'll have our first special song, and I'll be back with our message. <laughs> so Dan and Nehemiah wrote this song. It's kind of an extension of our statement of being with God is all both visible and invisible. Just a little more fun way to express it. Everything 
jamming on his new guitar, <laughs> Lauren jamming on the drums, and David jamming on the, oh, is it David or just Dave? David's fine. David's jamming on the piano. <laughs> you clap for them too. <laughs> it's like, should I clap? Should I clap? Yes, you can. You can always air perfectly in the air of clapping to, to acknowledge somebody and what they do. <clears throat> oh my goodness. Uh, I've been, um, I'm always, I'm always sitting with God about stuff, and God's always working with me on my talks. My talks are usually um, lived first, which is not always easy, trust me. <laughs> oh, Charmaine and Angela are back. Hey, good to see you. We've been missing y'all. People keep asking me, where they at? I'm like, I don't know where they're from. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Oh, goodness, I'm in a silly willy mood today. It's funny to be in a serious mood and a silly mood at the same time. I guess that's what Jesus meant when he said to be like child at heart, you know. Not childish, but childlike. So we have been studying the Sermon on the Mount these last couple months. And we started off by um, delving into the Beatitudes, which is the beginning of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. That's the most powerful sermon preached, and I'm going to keep saying it, by the most powerful preacher pre who preached. He was a bad mamma jamma. That's what I'm saying. And, and, and I stick to my story. <laughs> anyway, the Beatitudes, well, the Sermon on the Mount was really a summary of what Jesus' ministry was and, and still is. And on the Sermon on the Mount, he started off by, by setting us up by giving us ways to prepare our minds, to get in a space of a being. The Beatitudes are Beatitudes. They're states of consciousness that we have to be in if we are to co-create Jesus' ministry in this world. Now, am I the only one here to co-create Jesus' ministry in the world? Are you or are you also intentional about creating Jesus' ministry in this world? Amen? Amen. Say it again. Amen? Right, we're going we gonna, to, we committed to this for real, for real. You can tell by the values that we went over for um, World Day of Prayer. These values were intentional to truly help co-create a loving and spirited, uh, loving and compassionate, spirit-filled world. Amen? Amen? So, we opened up with the Beatitudes, and then in the beginning of the Beatitudes, it says that if you are open, if you are in, in a space where you are poor to anything in the world, no attachments to the world, but only know that you need God in anything you need, do 
You need God. You are not doing it by yourself. You are doing it with God. God is the one that woke you up this morning, honestly speaking. God is the one that's breathing your breath right now, honestly speaking. God is the one that's pumping your heart right now, honestly speaking. God is the one that created an immune system inside of you to co-create wholeness, health, and homeostasis in your body when it seems to be attacked by a virus or some thought or some way of being or some belief or some attitude that you are in in the moment. Because we can persecute ourselves as well. We discuss that. And we discuss it when we move in a space where we know we need God, that the kingdom of heaven is ours. We've inherited it, which means we've accepted the consciousness of who we are in God. Now, when you start walking in those truths, those be attitudes, and it's interesting because the be attitudes weren't always comfortable ways of being. Going through grieving and mourning and knowing that you're comforting and comforted in that, those be attitudes weren't states of being. That's because Jesus was realistic. Jesus knew that there's going to be times in the world when you don't feel the best. There's going to be times in the world when you don't want to step into love. There's going to be times in this world when you don't want to be a peacemaker, you want to be a troublemaker. That's just the real realies. And so Jesus said in these moments to continue to remember God. But when you are doing right and doing that, the last beatitude says that you will be persecuted. So I love that Jesus set us up, that even, I, even though I'm telling you to be in these states of being, know that as you be in these states of being, you are going to have those people who persecute you. And the kicker is you'll be the greatest one. You'll be the biggest persecutor of your life. And the other part is, is because there's a conviction going on inside of you to realign. And then you're realigning and who you are in Christ convicts others to realign as well. And then last week, we talked about being the salt of the earth and the light of the world. And we came to the understanding that the salt of the earth is the love that you are inside of yourself. Your body is the, the salt is the love in you and your body is the earth. And who you are inside of yourself is what you emanate into, out into the world. And we also established that the light of the world is an understanding that moves into wisdom in your consciousness, that the world is your consciousness, inner consciousness, and the consciousness in the world, outside of you. And we talked about how when we move in a state of living those two together, we are balancing love and, and wisdom, which represent John and James, who were brothers. They were disciples of Jesus, and they were brothers. They were called the sons of thunder, which means that there's often a quiet storm going on inside of us in order for us to stay aligned, in order for us to walk in this world as expressions on heaven on earth, which is what we are created to be. And as we move through the thought of the earth, which is love, and the wisdom, the, the light of the world, which is wisdom, we're going to move now. I love that Jesus opened us up with that. I'm, I'm just listening. God's got some, whoo, okay. Let me just, okay. So, when you balance your heart with what you know to be so, there's nothing that can take you away from God. There's nothing that can take you away from God. And there's nothing that can stop you from emanating the light of God, even when it seems like you're squashed. There are people who have been jailed. I'm re remembering this. I'm trying to think of Victor Frankel, I think his name is, Nelson Mandela. 
Martin Luther King, others who have been jailed. And while they were in jail, their minds were not in jail. Their minds were in Christ. Their minds were in the heart. Their minds were in the awareness of God. Isn't it crazy that you can be behind bars, but your mind is free and limited, unlimited and infinite in the presence of God and in the presence of love, and that you can love the very people who are spitting at you, who are acting that way towards you. You can still love them. That even the people who attacked the United States, we can still be in a space of love. That's some powerful stuff. So when we move into this next section, today I'm going to speak on from the letter of the law to the spirit of the law. And the scriptures that I'm going to use today, and if you feel like bringing your Bible, please bring your Bible to church that you can read along with me. The, script, the, the title of this in Matthew chapter 5, which chapter 5, 6, and 7 are the Sermon on the Mount. He was up there for a little while speaking um, and sharing his ministry. I'm, he probably needed some water too. Um, this is called Teaching About the Law. Matthew chapter 5, verse 17, 17 through 20. I'm going to read it all, and, then, and this is from the New Living Translation, and then we'll dive into it. Don't misunderstand why I have come. I did not come to abolish the law of Moses or the writings of the prophets. No, I came to accomplish their purpose. I tell you the truth. Until heaven and earth disappear, not even the smallest detail of God's law will disappear until its purpose is achieved. So if you ignore the least commandment and teach others to do the same, you will be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But anyone who obeys God's laws and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. But I warn you, unless your righteousness is better than the righteousness of the teachers of religious law and the prophecies, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. God, I thank you for blessing this scripture. Thank you for opening me up to be the vessel of your message. I'm just full right now. I'm just asking you to slow it down because it's coming in heavy. There's, a, there's a, um, a quote by Buddha Shakyamuni that says, be a light unto yourself. Betake yourselves to no external refuge. Hold fast to the truth. Look not for refuge to anyone besides yourselves. And what I want you to know before we get started is that the reason why Jesus said that he did not come to destroy the law, he came to accomplish the law, is because he knew he was the law. He knew he was the law. And he was trying to, through his, his sermon on the mount and even through his ministry, his biggest, his biggest desire was for us to realize that we are the law as well. And when you realize that you're one with God, which one of my favorite quotes that I say, especially when I'm having moments of turmoil, is the Father and I are one. And I say it all the time. The Father and I are one. The Father and I are one. And it's like ease is away the turmoil because I know that inside of me, greater is he that is inside of me than he that is inside of the world. <clears throat> so when I'm in my worldly emotions, when I'm in my worldly beliefs, when I'm in my worldly fears, when I'm in my worldly distractions outside of the world and inside of myself, when I say the Father and I are one, it reminds me that the, that which is in me, 
He that is within me, the spirit of God that is within me is greater than any circumstance, any situation, any trial or tribulation that I may be experiencing. And the kicker is, it's not the trial or tribulation or the circumstance or the issue that is bothering me. It's how I'm thinking about it that's bothering me. It's how I'm thinking about it. And so when I remember that God in me is greater than that that's going on, it aligns me to the law that's inside of myself. And then I sit and I acknowledge whatever law is connected to it. So if I'm worried about finances, I sit in the consciousness that I am prosperous and everything around me is as well. And I am rooted in God and everything I need is there for me abundantly and will come exactly when I need it. There's this saying that God is not on time, but God's always right on time. I'm saying it wrong. Anybody know how that saying goes? How does it go? He may not come when you call him, but he's always right on time. Thank you. Thank you. See, she came to visit and added a quote. Thank you. <laughs> it is so amazing to leave a place better when you get there than when you leave, you know? Yep. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So in that space, when Jesus is saying, don't, understand, don't misunderstand why I've come, I did not come to abolish because they thought that he came to change things up, and especially the Pharisees and Sadducees and rabbis, because he knew what he was talking about, but he was talking about it on a deeper level. They're like, what you talking about, Jesus? <laughs> they didn't get it because they didn't realize that the, scripture, the, the laws of Moses and the prophets were to help us to live in a way of harmony with each other. But Jesus came to show us how to live as God in harmony with each other. How to be the very spirit of the law that's directing harmony and order in the world. And one of the, um, the Sabbath, for instance. You know, when Jesus healed this man on the Sabbath and told him to pick up his, his mat and walk home. Instead of looking at the miracle that happened on that day. The Pharisees and Sadducees and rabbis were con con um, condemning, criticizing, and condoning the guy for walking away. Now, this was the same guy they saw who was lame for all those years sitting there on that mat, and a miracle had just occurred. Instead of celebrating that miracle, they're condemning him for walking away, not even realizing what had just happened. They're so rooted in the literal part of the law that you don't do anything on the Sabbath. Now, you do celebrate God on the Sabbath. And you sit in the consciousness and awareness of your relationship with God on the Sabbath. Mr. Man was skating, skipping home to the beat of God on the Sabbath. And they were, I know, for real, wouldn't you be skipped to a loo? You could walk, I'd be like, praise God. I'm sure he made a spectacle of himself walking. He may have been like the tin man, but he was walking. Because he had to work them legs, so he may have been like the tin man. But brother man was doing something on his way with his mat in his hand, celebrating God. I'm just saying, amen? amen? Now, so, what we are told to do, and Charles Fillmore said that the Pharisees forgot about the spirit of the law. Actually, what the Pharisees forgot is about loving the sacredness of life. They forgot about loving the sacredness of life that exists in each and every one of us. So instead of being uh, judgmental and critical and, and condemning, Jesus is saying, let's balance that part. Now, you know the law, and you know it inside and out, intellectually, which is why I'm glad he taught us about the thought and the light, the heart and the um, intellectual, love and wisdom, because they have to be balanced in order to work in the law, live in the law, be the law 
harmoniously. You, you, you got to have a balance in your mind to give grace. To give grace. And the best way to accomplish the law is to transcend it, to be the essence of it. In John chapter 1, verse 14, we read where Jesus says, where, where the Bible says, so the word became human and made his home among us. How would this world be? Because you already are the, you already are the, the law, just the word. Just, just know this. I am the word of God. Together, I am the word of God. It, it was written on your heart. It's in the Old Testament. That it's written on your heart. What if you lived like it? What if you took the consciousness that the Word of God is you, that you are the Word of God made human, and what if you lived among other people as if you were the spirit of the law, not the letter of the law condoning, you're doing this, you're doing that, you're doing this. That's all they did, the Pharisees, and they were powerful. Jesus wasn't negating their righteousness because they followed the laws, all of the laws. He was telling them, now take that righteousness and move it from self-righteousness to right relation righteousness, righteousness. Have a right relation with the people around you. Instead of condoning and going according to rituals and scriptures and, and, um, and the ceremonies, you know that it's in your heart. Now take it and live it in this world. Sacrifice your, your condemnation and your judgment for the expression of compassion and love and empathy. Move out of that. I have a story that makes me think about that. I was reading about this soldier. He's a... Um, in the Army Reserves, this is a couple years ago that, he, that this happened. And there was the, he was in Taco Bell. He and his friend were in Taco Bell. And it was storming outside, and they were sitting down to eat. And these two young men, young guy, boys came in, a 9-year-old and a 13-year-old, and they were going around the tables and mumbling something to people. And people, when they first came in, everybody looked at them like, you know, here comes some menaces, like kind of thing. And he's, they're asking, and people are saying, no, you know, and irritated. And they're asking, they come over to him and say, sir, he says, yes, would you like to buy some treats for our church? And he looks at them. Now, instead of getting, because he paid attention to how everybody else was irritated from, with them. That's the letter of the law. I can't sit here and eat without being bothered. There's this crit criticism in there in your mind, always wanting everything and expectation to happen a certain way. It's not just the, 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 the way it is in Scripture. How you live in a life of love, it, it, it shows up either critical or loving. And so he, he looked at them and he said, um, I don't have any cash on me. He said, have you guys, have you boys eaten? They were like, no, we haven't eaten all day. We're trying to sell these treats for our church to make money to keep our goal for our church. Now they had a thing they wanted so he got up, and he went up to the counter. He said, can you guys eat 10 tacos? They were like, huh? Yeah. So he bought them taco meals with some drinks, and he sat down and had a conversation with them. And in the conversation with them, he was telling them to always pay it forward. And I want to find this because there was something powerful in what he said when he was asked about this. He said, you know, I just do this. I, I, he was embarrassed because his friend uh, recorded it. And I watched the video with him asking the young boys. Now, it doesn't need to be mentioned, but I will mention it. He was a white man, and these were young black boys. Now, look at how the world can be and how it has been. 
when you got a white person and some black people in this type of situation. He superseded. He went past judgment. He went past condemnation. He went past being critical, and he stepped into love. He was the spirit of the law. And he said, helping them was an easy decision, more of a reaction. They were cold, wet, and hungry. Mind you, it was storming outside, and they came in all wet. They were great kids, with respect, very respectful and smart. He said, it was the least I could do for two young Americans. They were happy to get some child for, for sure. And there was something that he, he was saying. He says, the Rangers have a statement, a mission statement, and I think it best sums things up as to why I did it because of the creed. He lives it every day. He lives this creed every day. He says, one line in the creed encapsulates, I think, why I helped him. Never shall I fail my comrades. He said, those boys were my comrades. It was my duty to help them. And I'm saying, as Jesus says, it's our duty to help this world. And it's not our duty to criticize, help by criticizing and trying to shift someone else to be a certain way. It's our duty to use our example as the living life of the word and be the living epistle of God. Be the life of the, be the word in human form of love and wisdom and compassion and truth. And you can still speak the truth in a situation without trying to convince somebody that, that what you're speaking is true. Amen. Be the expression of love. Mother Teresa was an expression of love. I love her energy. And when I see pictures of her, the energy oozes out on those pictures to me. Her very essence, this small little lady, commanded, not demanded, commanded respect and honor by the way she was and still is because her spirit is still, spirit is still alive. I suggest to you all, and I challenge us all today, to move from the letter of the law that critiques, that criticizes, that judges, that condemns, to the spirit of the law that forgives, that has compassion, that loves, that wants to help. And if your only way of helping is to lend a prayer, know that that's the most powerful way you can do it. And the other most powerful way you can do it is to be that peace inside of you. We sing this song every week. Let there be peace on earth and let it what? Begin with me. But do we really live it? Those beatitudes were given to us to create that peace and that love inside, that desire to seek the truth. Because the only way to truly find the truth is to go within yourself, to find that light, be a light upon, your, upon yourself. And the only way you can truly be a light upon yourself is to go inside and tune into that light. And then be the expression of light and love together. But it has to be infused with the power of faith. With the power of faith. So I release the letter of the law together. I release the letter of the law. I live, move, and have my being in the spirit of God's love. And that means that any time, any time you find yourself, stay, stay vigilant of your thoughts. Stay vigilant of your thoughts. And when you do, you will always be aware of what's going on inside. Take that storm of turmoil 
condonement, criticism, and judgment and turn it into the storm of peace that can transcend through the power of love and wisdom and empathy and compassion and forgiveness. Take whatever you know to be so in God and become such a powerful storm of that. Turn that light on so bright that it cannot be, cannot be mistaken who you are in the expression of God. And then, especially now during this weekend, especially now during this weekend, there is sadness in the memories of it, but how about we take that sadness and, fuel, fuel, and uh, use it as fuel for love and being the powerful expression that can, could have, could have changed that terror into somehow doing something between the countries that created oneness. Let's be what needs to be in order to create oneness in the world and start in our own hearts, in this church, in your families, in our communities, and in the United States, and in the world. I am a light unto the world. Together? I live in the love and the spirit of the law. Together? Okay, I live in the love and the spirit of the law. What is that? You even, I live in the love. You stand up, sit up straight. I live in the love and the spirit of the law. Together? I live in the love and the spirit of law. Amen? 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 Amen. I'm done. So we're going to have our music come up and sing the second special song, and then I will be back with our love offering.
That, that song always moved me to tears, I'm trying to stay focused. Okay, let's uh, just take a deep breath and, and bring to mind the love offering you feel led to give to Unity of Farmington Hills today. And then let's open our eyes and affirm our love offering blessing together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you, God. Amen. And be the love as you... With this love offering, give all that you have, all that you give, and all that you've received. Let that be a powerful expression of God. That's that divine love. And so the love offerings you can give through uh, Unity of Farm Go to Unity of Farmington Hills to donate. And you can uh, donate through credit card, debit card, or PayPal. And remember, remember when you make your purchases, go to smile.amazon.com. That's another way, another way of giving because they give proceeds. It's hard to talk with this thing. They give proceeds to our church when you make a purchase. If you want to mail in a check, mail it to Unity of Farmington Hills, 32500 West 13 Mile Road, Farmington Hills, Michigan, 48334. Say that with me, guys. Four. <laughs> and if you want to give to our angel fund, which we created for those who are in financial need in our church, you can go to the, when you go to donate again at unityfh.com, click on the angel fund when the icon drops down. And then also, if you'd like to apply for the angel fund because you're in financial stress and you're in the church, go online and look at the uh, policy. And then also you can email me at seniorminister at unityfh.com. All right, let us stand so we can do our virtual prayer circle, which is the time we come together to think of those who we want to pray with, not pray for because we're praying from a space of God with that person that is theirs. And just think of the person who you, you can gently close your eyes and think of who you feel led to pray with Right now, call the names out. Crystal, James, Lisa, Scott, Howard. And God, as you hear these names being called out into this virtual prayer circle, as we stand in the, in the knowing that you're answering, honoring, and blessing each and every heart that's connected to the names that were called out into these prayers, in this prayer circle, even if it's our name, we thank you for every way that you are bringing each name the hearts of each name into their highest and greatest good, in your divine order, in your divine timing, and in your divine way. We claim that it is done right now. And so it is. Amen. Amen. And so it is. And now let us affirm our prayer for protection together. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is, and all is well. And let's sing our peace song, and then we can get out of here. <laughs> Praise God, there's peace on earth. I know it begins with me.
outside for a little bit and uh, I'll see you outside. Thank you all. Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but still want to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page at www.unityfh.com slash donate.